Got a super special guest tonight. He's the master of shadow and light. Billy Buttrey's returned, and we all get to learn how he made sure he look out of sight. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Kenny out there, but this one is the only one Billy Buttry listens to, and that's in his own words. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya, and online we have Squirrely Matt, the Vagabond Victor, and joining us tonight, he is a veteran of the Canadian film and television produ- production. He's worked on notable films such as The Gate, National Lampoon, Senior Trip, and Jig- Jigsaw, but his television work is even more impressive with shows like Forever Night, Relic Hunter, Slings and Arrows, The Kink in My Hair, The Listener, and Crack. But of course, we all know him as a director of photography on both Letterkenny and Shorzy. Please join me in making some noise for Billy Buttry. Wondrous. Oh my god. I regret nothing. Welcome back to the produce stand, Billy. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming back on. Hey, no problem. Uh, I mean, you said you would once uh, Shorzy was all said and done, so you're true to your word. And, I mean, speaking of Shorzy, uh, well, speak, you, you just came back from Sudbury after shooting season 12 of Letterkenny, so welcome back. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I, I hear you went to Sudbury. Yeah, we just missed you <laughs> we by a day. We just missed you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Our timing was terrible. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Although you would have been too busy anyways to look up from what you were doing to notice us. Either that oh, or, he, or he would have been, don't sit there. Don't touch that. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten that close to me. No, no. <laughs> Your entourage would have stopped us, would they? <laughs> oh, no. There was, there was a whole COVID thing. They would have, they would have stopped you with COVID, like, yeah. you know. Oh, that makes sense. Very protective of that. Sure. You know? yeah. We probably wouldn't have been able to record in the kitchen. No. No, yeah. no. Not, oh, my God. We got, yeah. You got shit for being, just being in that studio without a mask one day. It was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. No. So even uh, this past September, they were that strict, eh? If you were on the set, yes, you were expected to wear a KN95 mask. Mm-hmm. Period. In, in interiors. Not yeah. exteriors, which is a change. Sure. But. Okay. I mean, yeah, you don't you want you don't want to jeopardize the whole shoot because somebody you know messed up, right? No, I mean, we were tested three times a week like we were in Toronto. So yeah. still, eh? They're still doing that, eh? Still doing that. Still mm-hmm. swab up the nose three times a week. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't think we felt any remnants of that at all when mm-hmm. we were just in Sudbury in general, and 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 even on on this on these sets, like there was no, we didn't even see a mask lying around anywhere, which was pretty impressive. Oh, usually- I, I did see one on the on the ground uh, in in the. In the arena, but yeah, you're right. There, I mean, well, there's nobody there. The only people who were there <laughs> greeting us were Kara and Craig. So yeah, yeah there you go. Um, do you, where where are you off to next? Do you know what your next job is? No, no. I, I'm just I'm just going with the flow here. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be out of Sudbury before winter hits. <laughs> I barely got out of Sudbury before winter hit. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Michelle uh, posted some video of snow that ha- hit there like a, oh. a week later or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I was up there last December for when we shot Shorzy into season one, and it was in November, and it was like snow, mm-hmm. serious snow. Jeez. So. 
Uh, all right. So we can't ask you the obvious question because you won't know, or if you do know, you can't answer. But we're all waiting on pins and needles for the announcement of season two of Shorzy. It's got to be coming, right? It's got to be coming. I, I got to, I got to play dumb on that one. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Okay. That's fine. But anyway, you, you, so <laughs> I know they they know this already, but everyone's really excited and can't wait for that announcement to happen. So yeah, um, yeah. I think it'll be great when they make it official. You know? Yeah. So the sooner the better. Um, and season 12, I mean, the season 12 of, of Letter Kenny, that, that kind of felt like it was out of the blue. Because when we were planning our trip up there, we had no clue what was happening. We yeah. were all summer long. We said, we're going to go in September. And then when I emailed the production company to say, hey, we're going to be up there. They're the ones who were like, oh, you should come out and visit us. So um, and incidentally, it's a day after everyone leaves. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why they rolled out the red carpet for us. Like, yeah, come yeah. do whatever you yeah. want. No one's here. Oh, it <laughs> yeah. was wonderful though. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. We had a great time. Um, and ho hopefully uh, I'll have a video of our shenanigans on YouTube sooner rather than later. I've just been too, really, too busy for, you know, with work, but yeah. uh, again, thank you for joining us. And if anyone wants to listen to our first interview with Billy, you should, you should look back. Uh, I should have wrote, wrote down what episode that was, but anyway, look back in our archives and you can learn all about Billy's background in television and film tonight. He's back here because he promised he'd come back to talk about Shorzy. So that's what we're going to do pr predominantly tonight. So uh, Billy, you said you just recently rewatched all of Shorzy. Was it in preparation for tonight? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, was in because preparation because you said which tune do you like? I'm like, right. Because to me, it was all about a blur when you filmed it. Sure. And then when yeah. we color corrected it, it was like you're so into the technical details, you don't really just stop and smell the roses. Okay. So, so was this your first time watching the whole series then without the work uh, lens on? Probably, maybe the second time, but yeah. yeah definitely like the first time i just really went at it like just clean just listen to it and watch it because i don't listen to dialogue on set i'm right. the only guy that doesn't wear cans on set i just like yeah. don't concentrate on the visuals not on the cool what yeah. on what, what and that saying. makes and that makes sense right with you with your work you need like you have to have your your work mode your focus mode and that's that's where your eyes are right I yeah totally totally so um you went, you know, last time you were on, you were telling us you couldn't wait until we watched Shorzy and you told us mm -hmm. it was going to be great. Yeah. And you were right. And I don't know if you've listened to any of our reviews and recaps of Shorzy, but uh, even Victor loved it. So uh, it was, it was a, a you know, a uh, smash hit, smash hit <laughs> with all of us. It was a really amazing, what, yeah. with Blue Spatula, I said you loved it. What are you talking about? Anyway, so kudos, it was your tone. kudos, Billy. It was really, really good. Uh, we, we loved it. Yeah. It, it, it was a change of pace because Letter Can I started as an operator and then moved up to DOP. So, mm -hmm. but Shorzy was my show. Right. Yeah. And there was the rule going in from, from Kiso that, okay, it looks realistic and we do it right or we don't do it because otherwise you're going to lose the listeners. I mean, the viewers in the first five minutes. It's mm -hmm. got to be yeah. realistic. So, Definitely. that's what we really shot for that realism that, you know, like the backstage of the corridor feels like the backstage or like the corridor of a hockey rink. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the dressing room feels like a, well, you were in the real dressing room, yeah. but it feels like a real dressing room. It, it smelled like a real dressing yeah. room. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it was, it was so fascinating to be in the dressing room mm -hmm, because yeah. you know, even the walls, everything looks yeah. so real. You, you, you do make it look real. Like you, you're, you, if that was what you were looking to achieve, you absolutely nailed it. Like we were feeling the walls going. Yeah. Your set designers were amazing. How yeah. does this, like, it, it's just, it, it all looks so real. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, that's the whole idea, right? And, and light it like a real dressing room. Yeah. It's not like a beauty lighting. It's not like, you know, a fell out of GQ fashion shoot, you know? It's yeah. like, it's supposed to look like in a, like a hockey arena. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was most blown away. It's weird because it's the simplest set, but uh, Nat's office, yeah. just I went right up close to the, what looks like cinder block and painted over like a million times and everything down to like, like paint splotches, you know, because yeah. it's been painted over and over and over again, over you know, after decades and decades of repainting, it's all there. And, and but it's just wooden plastic. There's plaster. I mean, there's no there's no concrete. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's what they do, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the art of it. Mm-hmm. That's why they make the adequate bucks. I mean, how yeah. long does it take to build a cell? Like, so if you're coming in to shoot, I forget when Shorzy was. I feel like it was in a, on in March or something like that of last year. Shorzy was yeah. like. We shot in November last year. Oh, November. Oh, it was Letterkenny 10, 10 and 11 that was in March. Yeah. But, okay, so if 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 shooting happens in November, yeah. how early are the set guys in there building those sets? Like a, a month uh, before? A month. A yeah. month. It depends. You know, you can do it less if you throw more people at it, mm-hmm. right? But usually about a month before we get a hand to, to, to light it and, you know. Right. which usually on that show like that happens like the same day or the you know one day yeah. pre-light it and then you go at it right well i imagine that's with it. especially with covid and stuff like that you 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 probably you're probably not all in the studio when that's all happening you're coming in it's after it's all been built right we go will appear well it's being built because we'll start doing surveys okay. so I, w- I will get sent plans whatever what if there's a new set um but quite often we do see it when it well it's being built right and and then we'll go in the, you know, a few days before and look at it when it's done, you know. Like yeah. Do you do you have say in how it's built for lighting and for 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 different um, sections that you need? Yeah. Yeah, I love to see like that one wall is removable in the locker room so that I guess you can stick cameras there, right? Like. Yeah. Well, or, or that wall actually becomes the, the outside corridor in in Nat's office. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a dual purpose. Wall. Right, it's a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, those guys are so talented, uh, and uh, they, I guess they don't get a lot of uh, recognition. But how how many of that are people who work on television and film, at, or versus like just regular contractors who are following? You know, like how many of those guys are artists, and how many of them are tradespeople? Well, there's trace people in the film business, but right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think up north it's probably a little different than in mm-hmm. Toronto, but I think generally at least your head person is from the you know from the business. They right. understand the yeah. set construction end of it, and not you know you're not building a house that's going to last 300 years. It's sure. because it's a film set. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. one yeah. by three and blue and and plaster. Yeah. yeah, it's functional. Functional. <laughs> it's wall, pretty sturdy. Wall, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, but walls fly and things to, to make it accessible for yeah. for cameras and things, right? Do you yeah. have a? It's like you were filming in in the I guess the kitchen set of Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The whole corner opens up. You probably didn't realize that the, the corner behind Wayne. Oh yeah. Hinges right open. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Cool. So that you can have like uh, uh, shots facing the the opposite facing, way. Facing Michelle. Right. Or, right. or or the counter in front of Michelle. That whole mm-hmm. counter fire rolls right out of the stage. Rolls oh. right out of the way. Which, <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, didn't man. catch that. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole thing goes outside the wall. So it just, we, just we, yeah. We were too enthralled by the empty cupboards. Yeah. What <laughs> cupboards? There were no cupboards. It was just yeah. You open the door and it's like flat. It was wood. Yeah, at least they didn't forget food in the freezer. <laughs> we we checked just to make sure. Yeah. You guys yeah. 
Oh, thank right. God. You're <laughs> gutsy to check a fridge on the set. <laughs> Although we do have, uh, in it. <laughs> we have uh, Wayne's uh, pot roast uh, recipe, recipe yeah. that was yeah, on the fridge. Yeah. We, we were I warned not to try that recipe. <laughs> oh, no, I still think we need to make it. Just, just, just validate the, uh, <laughs> this recipe. Billy, do you have like a preference to whether you are working off of a set or whether you're working on location like in like because originally it was all in, you know, the skids basement or it was farmhouse. at the farmhouse mm-hmm. and now you have the sets for it. So what is there a preference from from one or do you, um, you know, do, do you enjoy working in one place over the other? I think the flexibility of a set is a big advantage because mm-hmm. you, can, you can put things over the top. You can fly walls. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you have control of it where you, with, the, with the actual building, which you don't always have the ability to build your, mm-hmm. you know, it costs too much to build as opposed to just renting it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like a set better. Yeah. yeah. More flexibility and more. Yeah, for more sure. More flexibility, especially yeah. if you're going to the same place over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah I, and I was, I was saying while we were there, like when we got in the arena and of course uh, they turned on the house lights oh, to yeah. let us see it. And I was, and then I put it together. Like, that's not how you would do this. Those lights would all go off and your oh, lights they go would off. come on. Yeah, they, they, I would love to be in that room during a set light, like when everything else is off and you've taken control, yeah, I, I bet you it's a very different uh, experience in that space. It's a different experience. The, the, the arena lights are only on for lunchtime, you know, yes. or before work. Once my lights go on, that's like, kill the house, you know, like but I think all that crap goes off. Because- I guess everybody has to go dead silent too, because that would just echo or, or transfer oh, yeah. into the space. Oh yeah, and th- those microphones too p- p- picks up a fly fart. I mean, you, you got. <laughs> wow, amazing! That's so, so cool. Good. I would love to see like uh, a video of behind the scenes on how it's made because, like, it's just it's so amazing. It was it was incredible just to be in that set. Yeah, it was it was impressive. That was impressive work. So you're here to answer some questions from us, but also some of our listeners have uh, submitted a few questions. Now, uh, you know obviously answer what you can <laughs> and I'll try to, I'll, I'll try not to ask anything. I don't think you can answer, but here we go. Our first one is from our buddy, Adrian, very uh, different and unique look between the two shows. Was there any sort of direction from Kiso uh, on direction or feel of what he wanted for Shorzy? You kind of mentioned it a bit more, like you already said more realism, but uh, what specifically, like if I felt like there was a different color uh, palette, uh, on the two shows, like more greens and reds and Letterkenny and more blue and Shorzy. Is that like the kind of stuff you guys look for? A, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think we, we, the art direction is definitely different. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the Shorzy needed to feel a little cooler, a little bluer because of the nature of the beast It's more of an ice show. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of led it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I just think it's more, it's a combination of the art direction and the director and then the photography that mm-hmm. makes it look, I know what you're saying. Shorzy has a different look. It, yeah. It's, I wanted to make sure that it did not look like Letterkenny too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it just, it just couldn't look the same. It, yeah. it just couldn't, or it would be, yeah. it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. Well, and what was great. I would say, what I would say is you could a hundred percent tell that it was by the creators of Letterkenny, mm-hmm. but by no means was it Letterkenny mm-hmm. and oh. it had a completely different feel, look, everything. And, and, and congratulations on it, by the way, it really, mm-hmm. it, I rewatched the whole thing again over the last few days and i just fucking love it like it's oh, so much fun to watch and um i love some of the like the different things you did like from your perspective did you have any like 
because there was a lot more creativity in this than there was than I, from what I could see from the shot selection. Did you have any like favorite scenes or shots that you executed that you're like that was just a real fun one to do? That to to, to what you remember? I, I don't know. I, I love the uh, exterior Sudbury Arena stuff with uh, Laurence Leboeuf. <laughs> it was always really funny. Like it was just beautiful. It was just cool, and and it, that was that was a lot of fun doing that. And we did it for a minimalist, like literally, it's like three lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Whole thing. Yeah, and um, it was a lot of fun. The whole thing was a lot of fun. It was a, yeah. just a different experience, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I remember Kiesel saying in his apartment set, which was a real, a real apartment, because you know they want to build a set for one show, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he was like, well, it's great, it's great. It looks like a sitcom, and I'm like, great sitcom set. He says, well, I'll fix that. So it's <laughs> like, what? You know, yeah. my whole thing is that it can't look. Like it's it's funny it's comedy but it can't look like a sitcom it's yeah. got to look realistic right mm. yeah uh, on the live stream Casey's asking someone ask him about slow mo please I can't believe I forgot that okay so slow motion I mean it's used a lot in Letterkenny uh, it's used even more I feel like in uh, in in Shorzy uh, you'd mentioned before like you use like a different speed film and all that kind of stuff uh, for the slow motion shots so are you just constantly shooting with slow motion in mind or, or is it still like in the script before you, you guys shoot it? It's, it's usually in the script or for certain types of scenes mm-hmm. um, that would go 60 frames a second and just slow it down, yeah. you know, for a little bit, you know, there is a couple hundred frames per second shots, I think in Shorzy, but I think it's generally 60 frames a second, you know, just slow it down. Yeah. Know? And was, that, was the mic was the Michael scene shot in 60 frames per second? <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what the penis? <laughs> Yes. How does everyone keep it together when that's happening? (laughs) Well, it's obviously a closed set, you know. That's funny. Um, Let's see. We have a question here from uh, Mike Benelli for Billy. Oh, yeah. So this is for you, Billy, obviously. And now that we've peeked behind the curtain, courtesy of Al and the gang, what's the hardest? Uh, set to light and which is the easiest okay that's a good question uh, of, of the sets in the in the studio there in shorzy mm-hmm. or well in general the, the ones that are in the studio though because we kind of showed everyone the kitchen the skids basement uh nat's uh, office and the the locker room which one of those is the hardest to light it depends on the type of scene mm-hmm. how much people move around i mean that's you know the, old, the whole same old story right right but um i don't know I mean, the skids is kind of fun because you get to play with stuff and, mm-hmm. and you're all over the place. Because every time you go in there, it's dressed different or you dress yeah. different for a scene or you like, the chairs move here. Okay, let's put the chair over there. Right. You know? So it's it's a constantly evolving scene. So it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if one's easier than really than the other. Mm. Okay, well, take it outside then. I mean, uh, daytime, nighttime, snow, no snow. What, what, what? what Underwater, the- watching, uh, you know, uh, deuces <laughs> <laughs> floating by. Take a beach, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're all. I, I like nighttime a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, all my years of lighting night. Mm-hmm. I, I like the nighttime stuff in in Shorzine. We'll see, you know, some more of it in Letterkenny. But I, I think that the nighttime is kind of a challenge is fun for me. The daytime is kind of more, you're getting screwed by the clouds and the sun, you know, it's, yeah, more, right. it's more of a, yeah. it's more of a, what, what is it going to happen today? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. It's oh really yeah. yeah. It, it, it was more apparent, uh, especially in uh, when we were at the farm and uh, we, we, we opened the tractor shed and yeah. just the difference between being outside and inside, how oh, dark it dude. is. Yeah. 
huge difference. Yeah. It yeah. Must... That's immediately what I thought. We were like, well, I wonder how he lights this. Because when, oh, Wayne, when Wayne's standing up top, like even we tried to take a photo and you could barely see Al. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. they, they had to have some big lights inside that barn or whatever it was or the hangar yeah. to get him lit up so that you could then get the contrast right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To get the ratios right. And it all depended if there's if it was morning, so with the barn's front lit which is a nightmare mm -hmm. or if it's, you know, the barn's back in the afternoon and then it's a little easier because you just got to light up the inside, not to the same level as the outside and not compete right. with the sun. Right. It's still mind boggling to me how you hide all of that in the camera shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the art, right? That's the art of it. There's the magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we're talking about uh, some of your, your most difficult shots to do. One comes to mind in Shorzy was that really high up shot in the arena when uh, yes, uh when the wide one the, the really wide one it stays that wide for a long time where Shorzy is taunting uh the captain from the other team to, okay. to come at him i mean that's a you know, we, we talk about all the unique shots you guys do on letter kenny and and sure that one there is is i feel like it's well it's kind of brave to to have one that long uh that wide like so many things could go wrong right like first yeah. of all how do you set that up that high up well, we, we actually went up in the, the press rack. booth, which oh, yeah. we surveyed like weeks before mm -hmm. and, and put like, if you look at the, the cut of the shot with the, you know, the Jonathan Torrance and, and Jacob Turney mm -hmm. playing sportscasters in the booth, right. you'll notice there's a camera behind them on a tripod, but that's supposed to be that camera. Oh, okay. But it is, oh. up, but it is actually up in the rafters in, in the, mm -hmm. the video booth where they, they send the wolf across, you know, on the right. and depending on the side of the arena you're on, you see the wolf's ass go over your head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so are you up there that high with the camera then i i go up to set it up but i'm at the monitors i mean oh. I, I tell them where i want it but i don't i don't stay there with the camera i'm down at the monitors which is down at ice level with with yeah. jacobs you know mm -hmm. and it was something like that is there any additional special lighting going in that or are you mainly relying on the house lights for something like of that oh. size Oh, I did a little something with the arena. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, of power later. <laughs> shut down, <laughs> shut down all Sudbury yeah. to light that one. Eh? Yeah, where does that light come from? Just beside the orchestra, you know, just off camera. <laughs> you know. But it is, it is basically lit, but I do supplement. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. It's a great so shot. I, it's I a very, things. very memorable shot for sure. It was very moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. We have a question here from Tobias and he's wondering, um, if, if you've heard from, uh, Kehlani Rose and, and, uh, you have any updates on her condition? Uh, last time I heard she's doing well, mm -hmm. I haven't talked to her personally, Right. I know people who have, and, and she's doing well and she's, you know, she's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Like, she really is such a sweetheart of a girl. And uh, so I hear she's doing well and that's good. I've seen, yeah. she's posted a bunch of videos on, on her Instagram and it looks like she's, uh, you know, well on her way to re full recovery. And, uh, yeah. Oh, it shows a life short, right? Enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, exactly. Shoot you. Quickly on that, on the note, um, I'm going to spin off that one a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone we've talked to uh, from Letter Kenny, including yourself, there was such a close, tight-knit, almost family environment amongst cast and crew. Did that same vibe transfer into Shorzy with a brand new cast? Um, and maybe some new crew. I don't know if you guys used all the same people, uh, but was there that same sense of uh, real commitment and love from everyone that came came out to to make it? Absolutely, it's it's, it's, it's still the same thing. It's it's isn't a family. It's you know it's a different set of actors, as you said. Which yeah. Is, yeah. It, it's a whole new group group of people, but a lot of the crew is the same. 
Okay. So a lot of us have previous, you know, judgments and then, you know, back together. And but, um, yeah, it's an old new cast, but it all carried on the same. Yeah, that's great. Um, I feel like I could be wrong because, uh, you know, we we started covering Letter Kenny later, but I feel like there are many more amateur actors on the Shorzy cast than there were on the Letter Kenny cast. First of all, is, is is am I right on saying that, or were there like, um, I, I don't know, amateur actors, like I mean, people who who are predominantly hockey players before they're actors, and maybe oh. this this might be their first time acting, or, or you know what I mean? Oh, I get what you're saying. Well, you can teach someone to act, but you can't teach someone to play hockey. Sure, yeah, no, I, I get <laughs> I mean, it. I understand. The yeah, with most hockey shows, right? Is that they get <laughs> love some that, actor and then yeah. he fucking looks terrible, and then, you know, when you mm-hmm. skate, and then it's like <laughs> that's not believable at all. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you can teach someone, you can do more takes and work on their acting a little bit if they got a, an, but you can't teach 20 years of hockey skills. Absolutely. You know, no, you're, That's you're right. a fantastic answer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the perfect answer. And and that kind of leads me to one of the other scenes that st- stick out in my head. And that's during, uh, I forget who they're playing, but um, they, they plan out a play and yeah. then, and then you show it. And the way you show the play happening was exactly the, the way it was like, laid out in the plan but i just love the way you guys showed it like i've seen a lot of hockey movies and usually yeah. it's just chaos on ice really quick cuts because hockey's such a weird sport yeah. to shoot but you yeah. guys showed that play perfectly like from the saucer pass to jj uh, getting it at the blue line and to take it was just really well done like first of all how long does something like that take is that one day or is that a few days and like, that that scene where he flips the puck and, and mm-hmm. frankie jj skates into it yeah yeah oh that's half an hour what work. come on wow. come on really that that's a, that's not a tough scene no it, it seemed like it, pay, right it felt like there was so many like Things that could have gone wrong, and I guess that's where you know, if you have hockey players, stepping in the pocket, catching on stage was like three takes. No, I like, but the whole like, okay, winning the face off back, and then um, there's a bunch of stuff that happened in between. God. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we at the most an hour. Really? Okay. Well, you just doubled his quote. There you go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I mean, that's impressive, and and I'm wondering if uh, you know. I think of like Mighty Ducks movies or 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 whatever or Mer- Miracle on Ice or the that Alaska hockey movie or whatever. Whether they had you know some of those shots, how long they took. Those aren't hockey movies. Young Blood is a hockey movie. But you know what you know what I'm saying, uh, Victor? Though, like some of those movies where they're they're trying to represent hockey I know, I know. or the frenetic pace of hockey, and all they're doing is cut after cut after cut, and you really you don't really see what's happening, right? Whereas no. that shot there, I thought did a really good job of showing everything that was laid out. You know what I mean? It tells the story. That's yeah. what yeah. it comes down to, right? Telling yeah. the story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, one, I think what, no one's ever going to be a puck. Mm-hmm. So forget about being the puck, the puck's angle, you know, and the, it's like, just tell the story. Yeah. 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 And now I think we're getting like, you're right. A lot of things, they, they almost get too close to the action. Yeah. It just becomes absolute chaos. And maybe that's what they're trying to sell in those moments. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas you kept the right distance so that we could still, follow along with what was happening or it's the difference between having actors or hockey players there you go too exactly <laughs> so they're at, like, where I'm trying to make uh, up for the fact they can't really play hockey what's his name so, was it jamie fox who played uh, uh ray charles he could yeah. do it and they could show him playing the piano because he knew how to play the piano as opposed yeah. to showing cutting away from somebody's hands and showing the actor back and forth or whatever right yeah, yeah exactly well, so on that on the on the hockey scenes how much 
shooting happened versus the guys just messing around on the ice and Kiso trying to to get one past Terry Ryan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were pretty disciplined. And when it came down to the hockey stuff, a lot of it was choreographed by by the stunt coordinator, mm-hmm. Dan Skeen. But he would have certain ideas for certain plays, but you know, and then Kiso was on the ice a lot too because he played Shorzy, obviously. Right. Yeah. But no, they're pretty. They're pretty disciplined. They know that you can't. Uh, you can't screw around with a puck. Like I took a puck in the fuck off of Dolo. I mean, he hit me in the foot with a puck, and he felt so bad about it. And I'm like, dude, don't, like, don't worry about it. But yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, buy you beer, buy you beer. It's once a Sudbury Wolves game. He bought me beer. But, nice. yeah. <laughs> but no, there's a general rule of shooting hockey because I did power play too and stuff. You don't, you can't let people shoot pucks out. You don't, don't have a bucket of pucks on the ice because you, they're never going to start taking slap trust and someone's going to wear one. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. It's too tempting, right? It's too tempting. <laughs> so you keep the pucks away from the, the players. Exactly. <laughs> so did you know going into Shorzy how you wanted that to look? Uh, having the experience once already with, with or or I don't know how what your experience is with hockey and, and, and shooting Boxes, those yeah. scenes, but did you kind of have a feel already for how how you wanted that those to look or is that something that was was um, um requested you know th- through uh kiso no and, and it's a lot of us it's, it's jacob turney like we were just discussing and the surveys how we want things to look you know mm-hmm. like we'd be co-opted you know what the style should be you know yeah. like we had meetings and that's why i do prep and you know mm-hmm. surveys and but generally a lot of it happens on the day but i, I think we pretty much got on the same page how things should look so mm-hmm type of shot so it's not really mm. yeah. you know all right we have a question here from T- another one from tobias sudbury the city is essentially a character in shorzy in what ways uh, in ways that it isn't in letter kenny because letter kenny obviously doesn't take place in shorzy or in in sudbury uh why did the shift occur and how does that change uh staging of the shots or, or scenes so i guess what he's getting at yeah, because Shorzy takes place in Sudbury. You can openly say, hey, we're shooting Sudbury. This is Sudbury. As yeah, opposed to totally. Letterkenny, you had to be kind of like dodgy about shooting something and it's not obviously Sudbury, right? Yeah, totally. You had to be more, it was, it's a more of a rural show and they would go into the big city, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to do some things, you know. Yeah, well, and being For like. Sudbury, it's like in Sudbury, you yeah. know, like the people, the, the, the architecture, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole feel of the town. Which I love. I love Sudbury. You know, mm-hmm. it's a fun place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my first time up there, and uh, it's it's an interesting place with a lot of character for sure. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> character and <Yeah>. characters. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, we it definitely visited the town you're in too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we went and visited some of the original locations um, from like the early seasons of Letterkenny, like the convenience store and stuff like that, and. They, they've definitely seen better days um probably since when you guys originally shot so yeah no absolutely we don't even go to that store anymore <laughs> well they've painted the wall it's now gray no uh, we yeah i know that yeah but that the whole bar beside it you know is uh, shut down uh, it's it's kind of yeah it's in disrepair it's a special spot yeah it's a very special <laughs> spot with some some special characters Amazing around patrons that's yeah right. uh we were we we felt a little uh un- unsafe when we were over there but it's still cool to see yeah, yeah. right yeah. and it's weird because there's like three distinct sets in that one parking lot really because <laughs> yeah. you you have the the where all the skids did all their dancing and then you turn around and there's the the back of uh modine's where mm-hmm. they come out and and wayne yeah, first has his, modine's one the bar. Yeah, yeah. exactly and then the front of modine's and then across the streets the corner 
house where the corner building yeah where, yeah it's all very very cool yeah 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 it's quite the quite the neighborhood mm-hmm. now, don't go they got a good taco place nearby too yeah 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 totally <laughs> so this next question might be a little unfair but i'm interested to find out what your answer is to this uh can you you billy you can only do one letter kenny or shorzy which one Oh, that's not fair. I'm going to do one. That's not really fair. But I, <laughs> that's not fair. You don't have to sure. answer. <laughs> Shorzy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's new, right? It's exciting. It's uh, it, it, it's fun. Yeah. It's okay. a lot of fun. And, and it's my baby. Yeah. There you okay. Go. Yeah. There. Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're DP f- from the beginning. Day yeah. One. yeah. All right. You know what? That's, I think that's a good answer. I don't think uh, you're fair. disparaging Letterkenny by answering that. Oh, no, no, no. I love Letterkenny. Yeah. It's like, it's like, my wife calls him when I go up north. He's like, "Oh, you're going up to camp again? Summer yeah, camp? No. Exactly. Summer camp. Where <laughs> people have known forever. Mm-hmm. Like since yeah. 2015, we started shooting it. So I've known these people, these actors, since watching them grow up. Yeah. Really. Wow. Absolutely. I guess you have it because it's been what since 20 what 2015, 2015? 2016, something 2015, like that. Yeah. Started yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of these actors are young. So yeah, they would have been really young when you started. They were really young mm-hmm. when they started. They all have like wives and. Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Fiance, and some kids, and you know, yeah. they all grow up years. now. Mm-hmm. Eight years or seven, you know, it was seven filming, but eight one year old because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Letter Kenny answers uh, wants to know what your favorite scene that you've shot and the most difficult scene that you shot. Let's stick to Shorzy. Can you think okay. of? Yeah. Did most difficult scene? Yeah. Like challenging, I don't know, technically challenging or visually challenging. Hmm. That's a tricky one. Hmm? I don't know if anything's really challenging. Um, more challenging than the other things I should say. Mm-hmm. His apartment was, was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Cersei's apartment. Oh, cause it, it'd, it'd be pretty small. If it's a real apartment, it'd be pretty small. It's right? a real apartment. It was, it was, it was interesting to shoot because of, you know, the light level shift outside between inside was like, wow, you mm-hmm. know, it's huge. Um, I don't know if there's really, I mean, more and more night stuff on Shorzy, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if anything's really more harder, just different. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point in my career, nothing's really harder. Right. It's just like, yeah. if you want to do it in this amount of time, it amount requires this, sure. you know what I mean? Or, or I need a yeah. lifter and the extra guys here when you do on the surveys. So mm-hmm. you just kind of figure it out. Really what about the final, final shot and the final episode? Uh, did you have to kind of shut the whole street down? Or- oh, we oh, shut the, the whole street down. Yeah. And it was snowing, like beautiful. And then the snow was coming down and it was like, hey, you can't, you can't buy this. I was going to you know? say, how do you, how did you plan that? Or was it by, ac- oh, like, did it, did it you see totally it snow so quickly? Accident. Let's go set up. Like, <laughs> no, no, we, we planned it and we actually moved it ahead. There's a long story. We bumped it, bumped the day we we're going to shoot it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the last scene, the last thing we shot, you know, right. I'm going to Sudbury, but the night we're going to finally do it. We're going to, okay, we have the permits to shut the street down. Everything's in, you know, all the ducks are in a row and everything. And then it just snowed, but perfect beautiful no. like oh like fluffy fluffy yeah it was, oh but it sure looked good yeah it was yeah, great yeah. it looked amazing the the other one that comes to mind with, with were with that was the the back and the the barbecue scene the barbecue it snowed that day too. yeah and i'm like that that's real snow so yeah, it's real snow you can't fake that i've done fake yeah. snow it doesn't look like that yeah it just doesn't you were know? you guys were you guys talking to should we not shoot right now or, or hell yeah no, no, we no. should it's like, like, let's shoot while it's going okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess the only risk there is you run into continuity issues if it suddenly stops. Well, you just shoot fast, right? Yeah. Get, right. get it all in. 
it was supposed to snow all day, so mm-hmm. it was not it was for a few hours. So it wasn't a huge, you know, yeah, huge panic. But we once we went outside, we concentrated on that, and then didn't shot the inside. It was like okay, let's shoot the outside now when it's snowing, you know. Yeah, take advantage of the mother nature's gift, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that one of those things of flipping over to letter Kenny um, being in the, uh, in the arena, we heard that uh, there's noise a lot on the roof and you have to, when it's raining or anything like that, do you have to stop everything and and wait for it to be over then? No, if it's raining, no, if it's raining really hard, then I have to ADR the dialogue because you're going to hear it in the Mm white shot, but you know, they can always fix the sound and post. Oh, can you, eh? Post. Well, ADR means they, they they record the lines later. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, they use, they use the original shot as a guide track, and then mm-hmm. once they cut it, they'll go back in the in the sound booth and, and redo the lines. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah, that's probably just, not preferable, though. You don't want to be doing too much of that, do you? No, you don't. But yeah. it but it happens. Mm-hmm. It just it happens. You know, like, we, like I remember shooting on a, what would Sal do, and we were shooting uh, right across the street from the Montreal Bistro in 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 Sudbury, we're at mm-hmm. the rail yards, we're at night, yeah. and it's like, all of a sudden, <laughs> all night there are marshalling cars, trucks. Oh, no. And yeah. I was like, well, what do you do? You just throw the sound away, and you yeah. just redo yeah. it all in post. Billy, uh, you know, when I was in college learning, uh, I went for audiovisual communications, and I, that was, I remember that, uh, trying to sync voice to recorded video yeah. was yeah. the hardest thing that we had to do. Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, anyone who's got any half of an eye, you can see when that audio is out of sync. Even if it's only a fraction, you just there's something about it feels on feels off, and you're like, that's just not jiving right. So it's well, things are also different now, right? I mean, you know, uh, when I was doing it in the in in the '90s, um, the transition from analog to digital was just starting to happen. So, Mm -hmm. so you know, they all the kind of old fogies at that time, they they said you're gonna have to learn analog, and you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to learn how to splice tape, you're gonna have to learn this, that, and the other, and so so we had that kind of added. advantage or disadvantage of kind of being able to be learning on both kind of modalities but yeah. uh now i imagine it's easier oh, it's yeah. all digital now yeah it's yeah. all yeah i remember working on a uh, or, or in college working on a fully sound stage a hundred and hundred track console with a big screen and the movies playing and we're like watching it with like doing footsteps with our hands and and all that like all the fun sound effects and, and timing it out properly and stuff, man, thank God it's digital now. Cause that took forever. Yeah, yeah totally. But I always thought how cool it'd be to be a Foley artist. It was man. fun. It was fun for sure. They gave our, our final uh, project was two minutes of silent uh, James Bond footage. And we had to fill in all of the audio and Holy crap, the things you don't think about, uh, you know, uh, the firing guns inside, outside a helicopter, inside, outside the dropping of the shells. The it was a skiing scene, so there was like snow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> most guns are most guns are done in post, anyways, because real yeah. gunfire is too loud. It's, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, so they use it as a cue and put it in their own sound, anyways. Wow. A uh, question here from let's see. Oh well, Trace, we, we were kind of talking about this before, but how much consideration has to be taken for the snow? Does it change how you light or shoot it? Does shooting in falling snow present any difficulties? Um, shooting in shooting in snow is just got to be aware of lighting mm-hmm. because if you start throwing light around, then if you're front lighted, it's going to look like more than there is, and if you're back lighted, it's going to look like more than there is. So it's just like you just deal with it more side lighty more i don't know I, I, snow on the ground is not a big deal so you just get more bounce off the ground 
Yeah. I've been on shows where you put a graduated in the in the bottom of the camera instead of the top. You mm -hmm. just put it in the top to control the sky, put it in the bottom to take the snow down a little bit on a bright summer day. On a bright winter day. I mean, so but not really. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> you can't really go in with just a straight up plan of what to do because it especially with location, it changes. Yeah. By the time you look at it, just assume it's going to be the exact opposite in your actual film, location, <laughs> yeah. out, right? That's always a good rule of thumb. Just bring all your lighting. If it's going to look, if it's coldly dry, sunny day, assume it's going to pour. If it's <laughs> it's going to be sunny. Right. Be yeah. ready for anything. Yeah. Be ready for anything. <laughs> the glare off of snow, too, is like, it's blinding. So that must be tricky in itself. Well, you have a filter called a polarizer. Mm. So you have oh. polarized sunglass that when you would actually dial in how much reflection you want off the snow, or you actually oh. adjusted to see through a front windshield of a car or, or not see through it. If you want it white or you want it black, or do you want it, you want to see through it, you don't want to see through it. That's all done with a polarizer filter oh. on the camera on the lens. So yeah. I'm just going to have the technology, Tim. I, I just feel like you're a magician. <laughs> I just <laughs> experience just an old fart, you know? <laughs> Uh, Aaron asks, how much do scenes change from storyboarding to post-production? Uh, any, any that stand out in terms of biggest changes? So you, you get the script or the storyboard and then you get on, on location and maybe some Kiso or Tierney says, let's do something different. Uh, how, how often does that happen? And yeah, can you think of like maybe the most drastic example? Of all the something? time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Well, because you can't come up with a better idea. I think, I think that people go in that if you go in with a, a pre-fixed notion of how you're supposed to do it, then then it's not always the best notion. Sometimes you just see things and you go, well, no, let's do that over here or let's mm. do that over here. I think just to be flexible and go with go with what those two want and then try and deliver them. You know, it's like I try and light sets to be ready to jump to 60 frames mm -hmm. in a heartbeat mm -hmm. because I don't know if they're going to say to me, okay, fuck, you know what? Let's just do 60 frames here. So I don't want to have to relight the set. So I try to take that into consideration when I originally light the set you know just to be prepared <laughs> for mm -hmm. the inevitable change because you don't want to be the one to say no you can't do that or yeah you can do that but that's going to take me so much longer like there are times you go into a set where you have an idea and it just totally changes what you what you talked about so you just have to be willing to go with the flow and change it up you know? yeah you can't be hard set on what you thought was going to happen well, you're going to jump up and down and have a tantrum no I don't <laughs> gonna do this hold, hold, hold yeah. your breath no jared <gasps> <laughs> exactly. That's not what we talked about. No, you got to be able to go with the flow. Sure. You have an idea, you'd be prepared for everything, but yeah. you just try and go with the flow, right? Especially when you guys are shooting as tight a schedule as you, it seems like you do, and as quickly as you do, right? You, you kind of have to take what's given to you. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You can't, you got to work with what's given you. Too. All right, cool. Here's an interesting one. This isn't about Letterkenny or Shorzy, but basically, our buddy Steven, he asks, in your opinion, What's the most visually beautiful, stunning, well-shot movie or TV show that you've seen? Like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, doing what you do, you've probably seen a lot. So what would, give us some some good ones. Oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it depends what you're looking for. I and mean, everyone has their own taste. Mm -hmm. my, my personal peeve is that shows like, they, they show dark by just being no exposure at all. Like, literally, you're closing the curtains in your living room going, Fuck it, I know there's some actor there out there somewhere. Yeah, anything by DC, <laughs> no. I believe, is is, is like yeah, that. Yeah, right? where you're going. <laughs> Too I dark. know there's an actor in this scene, uh -huh. you know. Um, no, I, I generally take, it depends what, but to me, lighting should be invisible. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're noticing the lighting, unless it's a specific effect, then, then you're taking away from the acting. 
all you're trying to do as a cinematographer or, you know, as a gaffer has been for many years doing the lighting is put the actors in a mood in, in a scene where the viewer believes that they're watching what they're watching. You know, like mm-hmm. to me, being when I operated for somebody, if I got a tear in my eye watching an emotional scene with an actor, I'd know it was a good performance because if I believe them, mm-hmm. then then you would then the viewer would believe them. Mm-hmm. Like in, invest in it. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't feel like, oh, they're doing this incredible scene, but it looks like a supermarket. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be in a, you know bedroom you know what i mean okay well let, so, let, can can you even enjoy tv shows or movies in that oh, way I, to watch TV. I was just gonna say oh, yeah? like are you always just technically looking at it from a from your standpoint does carmel just say shut the fuck up billy come on sometimes, just, yeah sometimes <laughs> it the british thing so sometimes i'm like oh what are you watching that looks terrible you know <laughs> that's a great story it's okay but it looks terrible you know amazing um, let me ask it this way then. Is there, other than Tierney, because obviously he's the greatest director on the planet. Yeah. Is there a director whose work you, you, um, uh, you appreciate, you know, above others? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was lucky enough to work with Delbert Mann, who shot a movie, uh, won an Academy Award for Best Director in a movie called uh, Marty in, oh. in 1959, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, he, he was just a gentleman, you know, he just mm-hmm. knew. He knew how to tell a story. To me, that he taught me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. and then the DOP was, you know, what shot Patch to India, nominated for an Oscar. Also operated Doctor Shivago Lawrence of Arabia. And wow, yeah, Dr. those are okay. all pretty serious dudes. When I was a young, you know, I was a young buck. You know, I was in like thirties, I guess, mm-hmm. young thirties. So, I mean, I learned a lot from people like that. But you, you run, you run across people who are really together. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky. I ran across Tony Akizo at this point in my career, being you know an older filmmaker. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. To run across guys like that that are actually filmmakers too in the storytelling, it's like, oh, how refreshing is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it's like, oh my god, people that aren't full of themselves, like it's just like let's just, there's no egos involved, like yeah. just, just make the best possible thing we can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they certainly feel like real passion projects. Like you can watch, we watch Shorzy or Letter Kenny. There's nothing out there that compares in terms of look and style and feel. Yeah. To those two, like they are truly unique. Yeah. Oh, we've lost Matt. <laughs> He's oh. frozen. Oh, anyways, I was saying that's another back. reason people are so drawn to them is because yeah. they're that's so great. truly, truly unique, right? Mm-hmm. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we try not to do what other people are doing, right? Lead follower, get out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it feels like I mean, you're you're more pragmatic about your approach with with shooting and and stuff. Um, so you don't get too precious with things. But another question that Stephen asks: Was there a shot that you wanted that maybe got nixed? Or, or a specific shot that you're proud of? Can you talk about anything like that on Shorzy? We're specifically Shorzy. Um, not really. I, mm-hmm. I like the I like the 360 Steadicam shot around the rink where the two girls go around and they go whole around the whole rink when the bums are getting in seats. Mm-hmm. And go around the whole rink. That's yeah. a fun shot. Okay. Um, Is that when they walk out and then they kind of turn around and and they yeah, take it and all in? Look around, but the hammer goes all the way yeah. around. It comes back around and ends up on them back again. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fun shot to do. Okay. Um, lots of stuff is good. I, I really like this stuff with Lord Laurence Leboeuf up out in front of the Subby Arena was was fun. Mm-hmm. When you go around her face and then back in on, excuse me, back in on her. Mm-hmm. That was fun. The whole thing is a lot of fun. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shoot stuff you never see. Yeah. Right. Well, that that's <laughs> so. Is, is there one in particular maybe that you uh, wished that made the cut that? Uh, 
Uh, not really. No? I mean, just it's the choice. You, you, you know, that maybe takes you like better mm -hmm. certain things, but I think that ultimately they make the right choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, another shoot. I mean, you don't. Everything you shoot doesn't end up in the show. Sure, of course. Another shot that I we well, I think we all universally love is the 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 prison yard scene, and yes, that's you know that's kind of bringing some Letter Kenny. Uh, practice there because it's a very symmetrical scene and from the yeah. last time you were on you talked about how you guys love symmetry but even just like the the shift in focus so you can see through the fence and and yeah. all that stuff like mm -hmm. it's very nice it's a really well done shot oh thank you that was mm -hmm. so cold that morning yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> we had to shovel out the, put the dolly in the snow you get across the fence, the piece of fence in you know piece oh, of yeah. fence in but it was oh so that fence wasn't there you guys put that in we yeah we put a section of fence in oh, okay because <laughs> we were trying to figure out where that we were like driving around Sudbury going where's that prison where, where did they shoot the prison scene oh man yeah. well, i was just north of the arena i thought so this yeah, totally. yeah i thought so i thought I so i had a couple sections of fence you know what when we were leaving the arena I called it yeah when we were leaving the arena we're like i wonder if that was the prison <laughs> that looks like the prison very good yeah that was the prison uh, our buddy Jeff, he says, Billy does a great job at making mundane things look beautiful and artsy, like random shots of the city that most people wouldn't think to look at twice. We can attest to that because driving around Sudbury, it's surprising. Like, yeah, some of those scenes were like, wow, what? you know, it's amazing that they thought that this would be a good place to shoot. How much of it is in uh, is in your eye, like is, is actually there? How much of it is camera trickery? You kind of already... You know, talk well, about that. I think a lot of the establishing shots, the in between shots, mm -hmm. were actually shot by um, my operator, Monica Goodat. Okay. She just went out with a camera and they said, shoot this, shoot this, shoot this with our associate producer, Brendan Brady. And they just, she just shot it. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she didn't get the credit, second unit DOP, but she should have, oh. in my opinion. But she, yeah, she was, uh, she did a lot of the shots and I think she did a fantastic job on them. Personally. All right. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't they wouldn't drag main unit out for that. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the same for like the sleepover episode, Letter Kenny? That's the second unit going out at night, taking those. Uh, oh, the sleepover with yeah. the nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Letter Kenny. No, that was me. That was that's you. when I was. Yeah, I just went off and did that because yeah. I was. That's what I did at the time. But yeah. you were the second crew at the time. This was before you. No, I was the A crew, but I would just disappear from main unit because it'd be like a location where they only need one camera. So I said, "Look, I'll just go shoot." find some stuff to shoot oh cool yeah. so i would just run off with the camera and kind of assistant couple assistants and location guy and go you know well jeff says tell her she did an amazing job casey says props to her so yeah i mean there's a lot of love for for the for those shots yes uh here's a, a question that i i really love um billy is uh, uh, or joey asks uh, he's listened to enough episodes by now who is his favorite host of the of the produce stand <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> it's all right. The future of a beer on my deck is in, is in this answer. No. <laughs> I promise I'm going to have a beer on your deck. If, 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 he doesn't say, if he doesn't say victory, he might run into an angry victor at the gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, Victor? I know you might be taller than, than Billy is. I don't know if you are or not. But uh, Billy's one of the only people in all of Letter Kenny cast who's actually been in a fight because we <laughs> we have photographic evidence of that. True. Oh yeah, you're broken. Every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> no broken fingers this round on Charizzi, yeah. eh? No, 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 no teeth marks on my hands. Oh, no. oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we found. I mean, while we were there, and 
if people did notice us with our t-shirts or whatever, taking pictures and find out, well, first they ask, are you with letter Kenny? We're like, no, we're not. Uh, but to, to a person, everyone was very appreciative of what letter Kenny and Shorzy have done uh, for the city of uh, Sudbury. Yeah. Well, they're really nice people, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we try and be really nice back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're the salt of the earth people. Like I remember being, you know, people waving me through to go into Tim Hortons, you know, like in the morning to get my coffee, they're waving me in in my car and I'm like, (laughs) fucking Toronto they'd be giving me the finger oh I know like, right? doing, yeah. you know like <laughs> cutting in here and they're like waving you come on come on they'll pay for your coffee you've got to think well no sir the person in front of you pay for your coffee is like what yeah <laughs> yeah it's just super nice people all the cops know me you know good and bad yeah I was gonna <laughs> say is that a good thing <laughs> <laughs> got a reputation for the, there for the you? permits are <laughs> shutting down the streets right Billy? Yeah, I've never <laughs> driving up the street and the cop tries to stop me from this truck turning she goes oh it's you oh go ahead I'm like what <laughs> you guys have the keys to the city now eh? <laughs> it's funny I would treat people well you get respect back I guess absolutely yeah, yeah that's, that's but it's true like Al said like it wasn't hard to find anyone who had had some form of interaction with the with the production and yeah. it was always positive mm-hmm. right? well positive. even our uh our the lady that served us in the, the, in the restaurant <laughs> that was amazing she was uh she was on the show, on one of the episodes mm-hmm. yeah she was an extra that did a bit of a stroking motion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, in the, uh, yeah, yeah. Season 11. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, no, uh, not 11. Uh, t- 10. Yeah. I think 9 it was 10. or 10. Yeah. yeah. With, Gay- with the Gaylor scene, with Gail's, talk- Gail's talking about Dickens. And oh, she's in the yeah, background yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was quite embarrassed to tell us what scene she was in. And then we finally got it out of her. And it was a good laugh. <laughs> I, I lose track because, because that's someone who shot two seasons. Right. So I sometimes I forget which episodes have aired. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't slip, Billy. Don't slip. We're not here to, we're not not here to make you trip. (laughs) We know that season 11 is coming out soon. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Here's a question from our buddy Scott Hebert. He asks, Your eyes see the world in a a way mine are not trained to. So poetic. Uh, What's a scene in popular cinema? Oh, this is kind of like Stephen's uh, question that you'd like to educate the TPS masses on. Um, Maybe a shot that I don't understand how technically difficult it was. Yeah, I mean, again, back to like, well, you already kind of mentioned, you know, a director that you, uh, you know, you looked up to or that you appreciated his work. can you, I mean, is there any movie or anything that you can think of? It's like, what, like that's one of my favorite looking films or, or TV shows. Um, I guess. I mean, I just know if I like something. I, I don't, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, no, I don't really have one. I mean, I like the original Alien a lot. I like the original Blade Runner a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as TV shows, I mean, X-Files started good. It got a little murky by mm-hmm. the end. Um, I don't know. I, I just watch things in their own credit, on their own value. I know when I don't like something. Mm-hmm. You know, like a few minutes, it's like, oh, that's terrible. Like, that's really badly lit. Like, who the hired fucking like that one? You know? Yeah. Do you find yourself actually turning things off that are so poorly done? Like, I like you can't watch it. Oh, sometimes I watch them like a slow moving train wreck. Like, this can't possibly <laughs> get any worse. It comes like, a spatula. Really, this can't possibly get any worse. So yeah. I'm sticking to watch it, and it's like, okay, I have to watch it because if I, now it's out of my system, like I've seen the whole thing, and mm-hmm. then, you know. But, okay. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, there's a train wreck. So I have a question though. So can you watch or do you enjoy watching old films? Like, yes. like the the black and whites, the the old stuff. 
do Absolutely. those do those bother you because the camera it just it doesn't compare to today's technology or, or advancements and stuff or do you enjoy no. it for what it is I enjoy it for what it is I think I think a lot of the skill has been lost over the years personally because someone who started in the film medium era and and then ended up in the digital media era mm-hmm. I think night used to be more like I've done a day for night film like that's the oldest how they did it because the ASA on the ISO on the old film stock was so slow that you had to shoot things day for night or you just didn't get an exposure you just couldn't possibly have enough light unless you're in a studio so I've done movies like that like day for night and you don't see sky and you have two stops under and seven old black and white and I did it with color films like my Kyle Gawk and Randy Quaid um but I, I think a lot of the old ways of showing night is is really changed and now yeah. it's just exposed things down right because the, the latitude of digital cameras is like seven stops or nine stops so it's like you can just take things right down to nothing but i think that's kind of been lost a little bit mm-hmm. for well, the old school filmmakers you know what was that uh, i think was it bruce willis they did that uh black and white uh Geez, was it like in the oh late Sin 90s? City Sin City Sin that City? no not Sin City no. I'm thinking oh, with, um, no no I remember La- the last man episode of um, the movie the show he did with Sybil Shepherd oh right? Moonlighting Moonlighting there was a black and white episode of that yeah actually know? I just watched it so uh, uh, yeah T- Trevor Risk and I were we're doing a, having a back and forth on Twitter and we were talking about Moonlighting and that triggered me and I had to go back and watch the original yeah. episodes and uh, he's a cool guy Bruce by the way he's Bruce really Willis yeah. It's kind of sad what's happened to him now, but yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Moonlighting is is still a, a a fun show, and I think it's in the pilot or or the second episode or whatever. Is a very young young Tim Robbins, <laughs> uh, mm. and it's it's kind of hilarious to see some of these actors in those early shows. Um, but yeah, the black and white was it Hudson Hawk or something like that? The black and white. Maybe yeah, that rings a bell. Bruce Willis, I don't know. Yeah, I know Hudson Hawk rings a bell for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember him coming up to me on the shooting of Reds and he's like, you know, hey, quick, do you know any Russian? I'm like, yeah. And just walked away from him. He just looked at me, right? And started laughing, right? Yeah, he's great. Uh, I think uh, Tobias says it's Last Man Standing. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, Last Man Standing. That's what I was thinking. I don't, recall- I don't know why I remember it. Mm-hmm. it. Maybe the whole movie or part of it was in black and white. Uh, I could be wrong. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway brought back a memory partial oh. memory super nice guy okay. it's like michael J. fox super nice guy you know oh, that was him too like i knew him back when you know and it's like what's happening what did you, like, what did you work on with him i was remember we were we we're doing a show called Counterstrike with chris Plummer way back when i was the gavron and uh chris Plummer was the lead and, and we we're shooting it in yorkville and we we're having the toronto had the all-star game mm-hmm. baseball Oh. So I remember we were shooting in Yorkville and, and Michael J. Fox walks by and he's half, you know, in the bag. And mm-hmm. he says, hey, can I always want to push the dolly? Can I push the dolly? So the dolly <laughs> up and I said, sure, fuck, you know, let's push the dolly. So he turns his head around backwards and gets on the dolly. And we just kind of shield him so he, the public doesn't see him. Right. He has a dolly shot and I keep kind of put my boot on the track, keep going right out the end of it. <laughs> and uh, and a couple takes and he's like, oh, it's fucking great. Like that was so much fun. And people started to notice who he was. He was like, okay, thanks guys. Like I'm out of here. And then I worked with him years later on um, designated survivor. Oh, okay. Reminded him of that. And he was like, oh, that's funny. But yeah, <laughs> he was such, he was so small. Like he was like a tiny guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love designated survivor. I don't understand why that show didn't run longer. <laughs> 
was fun to work on. Mm-hmm. I get a bunch of days on it, but. All right. Well, I'm out of questions, but I want to know, drop some names, Billy. Come on. Like you've, you've dropped a uh, uh, Bruce Willis and Michael J. Fox, who are both like two of my favorites. Who else have you worked with? That would be like exciting. Who have I worked with? Oh God. And Christopher Plummer. I mean, that's, that's a Plummer. Yeah. Um, uh, Walter Matthau was wow. a fucking- Oh, I love him. Seven, yeah. weeks with, seven weeks with Walter Matthau and Harry Morgan and Stephanie Zimbalist on a movie called Incident in the Small Town. Back when Movie of the Weeks was 35 days shooting. Wow. Um, CBS Movie of the Week. They were pretty uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, you just run into people. You just know people who are famous. I don't know, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Done a couple movies with Helen. Helen's a sweetheart, you know. Yeah. We we'll love, I well, love then, Helen, and then, yeah. And then you go back, like, I mean, probably people you wouldn't even realize at the time, but like, yeah, like Jeremy Renner from like Senior Trip. Oh, I and know. Stuff like he's, that. Now he's a big star, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. Is there anybody that you were surprised became a big star? Like after maybe working with them early in their career that not surprised in a bad way, but you know what I mean? Like, or pleased, yeah, um, how about pleased that they became a big star? Um, I don't, I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> a bunch of, a, a few women who mm-hmm. became like, you know, fairly famous, you know, but I'd work with them really young when they were young, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I, I don't know really. I mean, they, it's another job on set. Acting is just yeah. another job sure. on set. Yeah. Okay. You can't be, you know, you and if be, you if you become good at your craft, then you have a long career. Right. If you don't become good at your craft, or you're hard to work with, you have a short career. So yeah, you must be yeah. the easiest person to work with because you've got quite quite the resume. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> do you, Do you have any fun stories to share with us about Shorzy while you were shooting? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> without 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 getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was a, was a really nice experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have any specific stories. I mean, every, it's it's fun to go to work every day when you're into your job. Mm-hmm. Like I had to describe that, but it, you're, I don't do the same thing in any two days. Every every day is different. So I mean, I'm the luckiest bastard in the world in that way because I get to go and do different things every day with mm-hmm. really talented people. Yeah. You know. So it's one good thing because I'm a computer programmer by profession, you know, it's yeah. like, this, well, that's like, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You, <laughs> fell into this business. I'm like, oh, you pay me this much money to do this. Yeah. Hey, okay. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Actually, here's a great question to end on. Erin uh, on the live stream, she asked, if you, do you have any uh, words of wisdom you can give for somebody who's, who wants to get into the, maybe into the, the business? Sure. Keep your eyes open and your mouth shut. <laughs> You know, like that's the best way because in any business, because you learn from the people who've done it a long time mm-hmm. and, and you don't know everything. You don't have an opinion when you start out. You may think you have an opinion. You don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and instead of asking silly questions, try and figure out what someone is doing, the reason someone is doing it, why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then if you really can't figure it out by yourself, then ask them at the opportune time, not in the middle of mayhem. Oh, by the way, why? You, you know, right. it's like, Pick, pick your spots. But I, I think that the young filmmakers, you spot them a, a mile away. Like you really do. The people just are the posers, you know, are the time bandits, I call them, you know, and they'll be on the set and they'll just like ask you, they're, they're not, they're not there to make film. They're there for the social life. They're there because they're a filmmaker. Yeah. And it's like, they're there for the status and, and the mm-hmm. prestige and they're really never going to go anywhere because 
there's a million of those people, you know, they come and go. I've seen them come and go. So, so, so oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Victor. Yeah. I was going to just ask you a nerdy question uh, uh, about the industry and especially for those starting out. So there's these, I guess, two main, I don't know if they're called unions or associations, but uh, yeah. you know, there's the, the national association of uh, broadcast and television. And then there's the other one, the international association for stage and uh, the, right. So I'm just wondering, like, how do you, know which one you're supposed to get associated with and and even with shores and letter kenny like how does how's decided that are you gonna have crews from either this union or or the other one how, well, how does that all work well camera is always iatsi it just period iatsi 667 which is also known as the international cinematographer is a member of if you want to hire a camera crew like i have seven people on my crew for shorzy um you can't you can't hire someone who's not a member of iatsi 667 okay. As far as crew members, I'm also a member of IAC 873, which is film technicians, as, as, a, as an ex-gaffer. My son is also a member now. Uh, my wife's a member, too, of that. But I think if, if you want to make movies and television shows, you have to join IATSE. And if you want to work for the CBC, then you join the national, you know, what, or QP or the National Associates Broadcast. If you want to work in TV and film, it's really IATSE. Mm -hmm. you know? but, but do you make that decision or do you just see where your career takes you? I guess that I'm just trying to, again, put my, you know, for those young folks out mm -hmm. there just get, getting out of school, like, are you supposed to make a choice or or how does that work? Well, you be, if you're going to get work, you have to get permanent. So mm -hmm. I would become permanent in IATSE. Say you want to be a props, you know, a set dresser or a props person or a grip or electric or whatever. If you want to be a camera person, you join, you get a permittee, you know, you put an application, you get permittee, and then after you do like a hundred hours before you can become, and then you get voted by other members if you're viable to become a member. Oh, wow. So there's a whole process there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, there is a process there, yeah. absolutely. And, and I think people do go to film school are crazy. Like people go to like, you know, like the Toronto Film Institute, you know, whatever, to learn how to be a, a spark. They're nuts. They should go to work, just go to work and, and they'll learn yeah. way quicker <laughs> from pros and then do when you would save yourself 20 grand. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Film school is just a bu bunch that's, of watching that's movies. That's advice right, right there, uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, save your 20 grand. If you don't grand. want to be a director, then don't go to, to and if you're going to serious, go to university. But even then, you know, it's like, if you want to be a director, go just go make films. Like, yeah. just do it. Just that's, start. Mm -hmm. Just start doing it. I mean, you're not getting any younger. The mm -hmm. time to do it is when you're young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, do you have any other questions? No, no question. I mean, thanks, Billy, for coming out, man. Um, congratulations on Shorzy. It's oh, thank you. It really is superb. Yeah. I, I we we always joked, and I think you listened to a few of our things back. We were we were all I would say skeptical, but hopeful that yeah. it was going to be something really cool there was a lot of skeptics, yeah. right yeah i mean like how do you take a character like shorzy when you knew nothing about it's just an asshole mm -hmm. and then make a whole show about it so and it, and it pulled off and i remember when we had you and you were very excited about you know what was coming and you kept saying we're going to make great televisions you truly did mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I i like i said i binge watched the whole show about four times now and i'm enjoying it more every time there's little things i notice each time that i any catch before and I, yeah i know the announcement isn't official you haven't said anything official we're all just hoping and, and assuming it's coming mm -hmm. yeah um but we can't wait we can <laughs> just keep doing what you guys fucking do because it's we love it there's a whole community that is behind you and just excited to see what you guys do next yeah. thank you very much absolutely victor you have anything yeah uh, same i mean you know shorzy i 
I've learned to love Letterkenny uh, because I was pulled in, uh, pulled into kind of this <laughs> podcast and by these DJs and and hey, come watch this show. And I, at first, I wasn't sure what the hell I was watching, uh, and and. It, it, and, and it, you know, it's a fantastic show, and I'm certainly looking forward to the next season. But for me, Shorzy is my jam, and, and it, that's, that's it, I, I, I hope that show goes on for, you know, 12 seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it, it, absolutely incredible, and um, I, I'm loving it, and I just want to thank you for everything that you've done for the show. Oh, well, thank you. Dan? Thank you. It, genuinely like just so amazing to speak with you tonight thank you so much for for your time and coming out and 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 sharing all of your just magic with us because I'm gonna call it that it just in, in my eyes it's just I don't know how you do what you do but you do it great mm-hmm. you just truly uh, are amazing and thank you so much um Shorzy's been wonderful to watch and and I agree with uh, what Matt and Victor are saying. Uh, just can't wait to see more uh, crossing our fingers that uh, that it's going to happen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I agree, Billy. Uh, by the way, I said that was the last question, but there is a even more important question that just came up in the live stream. Do you use a bowl when you eat a stick? <laughs> Are you the team bowl sticks. or no bowl? I'm a no bowl guy. Attaboy, wow. attaboy. I don't know why this is still a debate. I know, right? Like, I don't on. understand. It's a debate. <laughs> It's we're not thing. children here it's a- <laughs> yeah we are yeah <laughs> uh, anyway uh, i echo what all my uh, fellow uh, hosts are saying um also just so you know i mean you already know how awesome this community is but you may yeah. not what you may not know is that there's actually a, a group of american shorzy fans planning a trip up to sudbury uh, this, I heard that. This December. For Shorzy Night. For Shorzy Night. They, you don't understand how excited they are to come up to, yeah. to, to Sudbury. They're coming from all over the place. And they're yeah, meeting. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They're meeting in Toronto. And we're going to have dinner with them, hopefully drinks with them before they head up to, to Sudbury. And it's going to be an amazing time. It's a good time to Sudbury Wolves game. I've been to a few. Yeah. Uh, somebody did ask, is there any possibility that you might be at that game? I doubt it. I mean, I've been to games and we have with all the cast from Shorzy. We went on beats to go in on Saturday nights, you know, mm-hmm. right? No, Friday nights because we didn't, was it Friday or? Yeah, because the Bulls play Friday night. Yeah. Right? Because we did, so we'd go on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. They'd, but that's why we, that's why we, our arena schedule had to be like Sunday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like we were there for like three weeks. I, I can attest to that because we came there on a Friday and, uh, and there was a, every, everybody, the streets were empty. We couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. The streets were empty. And then we walked by the arena. I swear, swear to you, everybody in the city was at that arena. They packed the place. Bums and seats, right? Bums and seats. So thank you so much, uh, Billy. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners before we we? Uh, um, uh, no, not really. I mean, I, all the community. Hi, mm-hmm. you're you're all fantastic people. <laughs> I really are. I, I got to know a lot of you through the, through, through the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> my one social media, you know, thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, everyone's great. I, I'm glad everyone's such a big fan of the show. And uh, I'm honored that you, you know, really like my work. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, a, I'm a, just an old fart. No, you know? you're not. You're, 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 you're a good guy. You're a really good guy, Billy. Uh, we're gonna play us off here with uh, a song that you picked from Shorzy. Um, ah. This one is called "Born to Be Alive" by ah, cool. Patrick <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> 
picturing Shorzy standing at the yeah. corner there, just panting. <laughs> oh yeah. Before the brawl. And then he goes. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will be joined by Letterkenny Memes herself, Shelly. She's going to bring some memes, and we're going to play some yes, 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 no. That's always a fun time. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They are at DiabolicalCoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code PRODUSTAND for 20% off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron, there's a Patreon link on our site, Twitter profile, at Pod. They're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Protestant Pod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to go boogie on over to the after party. On behalf of Billy, Victor, Matt, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>